Damn it, Nick. We were rooting for you. <laughs> we were rooting for you. We were. <laughs> um, you guys, welcome to the Chopping Block Podcast, uh, where we talk about music. And I had to ask Sis this morning, you know, if technically this counts as music because MTV does stand for music television. And Nick Cannon is a rapper. <laughs> yes, Nick Cannon is a rapper. Yes, Nick Cannon is a rapper. This is your girl Ty, St. Boogie. Um, your favorite Haitian. Scissor215, your favorite Philadelphian. Yes, uh, president of the uh, State Property Fan Club. Chain gang. <laughs> Uh, this is the Chopping Block Podcast. This is the audio iteration of the Chopping Block, our track-by-track track album review on iStandardProducers.com, making a comeback to a computer screen near you very, very shortly, hey. as well as the credit check, the most comprehensive listing of album credits you will find on these here Instawebs. To the decks. You like. know, since we're not going to sit here and go track-by-track track reviewing an album, we also talk to you guys about music current events that are of relevance to our creator fam shouts to the creator fam all over the world hey hey what up what up what up all righty so nick cannon said some shit he did it was not untrue shit but that's neither here nor there um part of it was not untrue. listen he said that white people have relied on rape murder and other violence and, and robbery to survive. Correct. We're living in a colony right now. Um, or former colony. We're all from former colonies at this point. Right. That wasn't the spiciest part, though. But that wasn't the... Well, that was the true part. There was a true part and there was a spicy part. Yeah, so, so the spicy part of it was that, you know, Nick was in a conversation with Professor, Professor Griff, and as Sis pointed out, may have had a battery in his back off of Mr. Farrakhan's 4th of July address that was three hours long, so clearly I haven't watched it. Um, but Nick said some pretty shitty shit, the kind of stuff that if a white person would have said about black people, we would have called for him to get canceled, and so mm -hmm. and therefore, Jewish people called for Nick Cannon to get canceled. Um, Viacom with the swiftness ended their relationship with him. I'm talking about this was on Monday night, on Monday afternoon that they made the announcement. Today's no, today's Thursday. It might have it might have been Tuesday. Has, has Nick seen the board of directors of Viacom? I don't think so. But let me tell you what I do know. What I do know is whatever day they made that announcement, you looked on your TV guide. It said Wild and Out was supposed to be on MTV, but instead they were running the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm, it was wow. quick. Like they were Jack like, thriller. you wow. out. Wow. Um, what up, Jack Thriller? So yeah, so Nick Cannon is out at Viacom. Now Nick is fighting. So the day they made the announcement, Nick came back the next day on his uh his Rick James fuck your couch energy. <laughs> and he said, I said what I said, and also I created Wildin' Out, and y'all gonna run me my show. And Diddy said, Brother Love is here waiting for you. Ready. Bring us your show. <laughs> not so fast. I was very like, listen, I did not agree with the spicy parts of what Nick said. 
I had a lot of respect for him saying, obviously I said it. I said it because I meant it and I'm not gonna apologize because that's how I feel. I respected that. Whether I agree or not, I respected it. It took 24 hours for Nick to be like, my bad y'all. Who, who took it. longer to apologize, Nick or Deshaun or Gucci? Who's Deshaun? Deshaun Jackson. What did he say? Pretty much the same dumb shit that Nick Cannon said. He must have Oh, watched. no, Gucci took longer. Gucci okay. stood on his square for about two weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah, Deshaun was like two days because the NF- the whole NFL had an intercession. Yeah, no, Nick Nick was like, it was like, boom, Viacom said, fuck you. Next day, boom, fuck you. Day after that, I feel ashamed. I've had a conversation, and not even day after that. It was yesterday, it was last night. I had a conversation with Rabbi so-and-so from such and such project, and I would like to apologize from to my Jewish brothers and sisters for the things that I said, and now we can work together to create a story of healing. Right, so... <laughs> So, but Fox said that they're going to keep him on as a host of uh, of Fox, Fox don't care. We, we haven't we figured that out. Fox does not care. Not Fox- only does Fox not care, but let me tell you something. And I don't I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. This is the last time I'm gonna cut you off today. But the way Viacom statement looked, it is sis. the way Viacom statement looked. They didn't want to. They didn't want to potentially lose that revenue either. Like they really did not want him to get fired. They really tried to let him make it, and he refused to apologize. That was the statement that they made. He has refused to apologize. Mm. But you were saying Fox does not care. No, why would they? They traffic in all types of mess. <laughs> so. I'll be wanting to think that Fox Television is different from Fox News. It's not it's at all. So luckily, luckily, the uh, X-Men is no longer a part of that racist family. It's not. It's definitely not. Uh, so yeah, Nick Cannon is still wants the, the rights to Wild and Out, though, which I think he should get. So the fun fact is that Wild and Out was on has has been on fifteen series, fifteen seasons. Mm-hmm. It took a six year hiatus. It was on MTV for four years. Then I think in the at the height of all the like loving hip hop and basketball wise and all that, they moved it to VH1, and then they took a break and then they put it back on either MTV or MTV Two. Um, there was a marked difference in viewership at MTV. It might have been coincidental. It might have been some other shit they had going on or didn't have going on at the same time. But, you know, uh, Wild and Out is to MTV as Law and Order is to TNT. Right. Cut your TV on at any goddamn time of the day. You're going to find an episode <laughs> of Law and Order. I mean, of uh, Law and Order and Wild and Out. So, yeah, uh, we will continue to watch Mr. Cannon and see what's popping. It's interesting, though, that you could be that guy and also be the I love exotic women guy, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we, we that's a whole nother topic for another day. Because I, I saw a clip of his show where um, he was talking to somebody from the Nation of Islam, actually, who was just like, so you just gonna not date Black women? Like, how does that work? Right. Well, yeah, you know, 
Life is about hypocrisy. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Make that shirt. I will buy three. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, in continuation of our question as to how the fuck do people still get scammed? Scammed. Scammed. Uh, after these scammers got on Twitter yesterday and somehow bilked everybody's grandmama and them out of money. Yo, they went crazy. But who fell for it is my question. A lot of people. I a mean, lot of people. If, if you see Elon Musk saying, hey, guys, I'm about to match this n- amount of Bitcoin. I mean, think about it. We talked about this. Before. Is that what they did? Did they do it like as a charity push? No, they did it as like they did it like one of those flips where like if you put this in, I'll double it. You know what I'm saying? It was it was on some like Nigerian uh, <laughs> blessing. Some, but it was like the Bitcoin version of the wheel of the susu of the susu, the the loom blessing and all that crap. Um, but they did it from high profile accounts. Like high all the more reason for you to not believe that shit. If uh, Sis is like your time. Put in 500 and then you'll get back a thousand in six weeks. I'm like, I bet. If fucking Khaled is like your time, put 500 in. I'm like, nah, no, I don't believe this. This is not, no. And and the funny part was, I found out because Anonymous was laughing at him. Dirty Snares is telling on himself in our chat. Hey, don't listen, make me have I'm to go not... testify, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yes, Bitcoins are untraceable. That, that was the beauty of, of what happened. So y'all just oh. gave away free money. So I wanted but, to. But that, I, that's what happened on TikTok. Remember the guy called for uh, everybody to buy one coin, and that coin's value like tripled, like last week. You know, on a TikTok video, like yo, we all gonna buy this coin, and the the coin value is gonna shoot up, and everybody gonna make money. And all these idiots went and bought this stupid Bitcoin. And then surprise, he owned it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the purpose was. The, <laughs> there was no punchline. Did anybody get any money? I think he made money off of it. Uh, they were buying it after the fact, but he had he had already bought in. So I guess he had a set amount, and they telling them to buy it made his value go up. So the only people who really won were people who already had it. already had it. Uh, this is that old big brother. I will give you this. I will give you five quarters for that one $5 bill. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I brought that up because the Migos just sued their attorney. Yep. And I just wanted to say, you know, to the indie artists that are out there that like it happens. It happens to some of the biggest ones. It happens in small indie black owned companies the same way that it happens in those big label situations. But, but if you um, don't have a lawyer... I mean, because clearly people think that the only people who get cheated are like idiots. Like, like no, you had to be stupid to right. get cheated. No, fam, they are professionals who you think are going to do their job. They come highly Ethically. recommended. They got plaques. I mean, they got they got uh, all kinds of degrees on the wall. And they really are well known. They ops. So the lesson for today is Well, not even just for today. I want us to come out of the pandemic better business people. Um, Urban entertainment relies so much on relationships that we feel bad about being about our business. Um, I think in that that regard, 
all of us behave in the way that women oftentimes behave in general in business in that we don't want to be the asshole asking certain questions we don't want to be difficult we don't want to hold up the process da, 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 da. and so the migos signed to qc in 2013 they needed a lawyer and their lawyer ended up being the label's lawyer hey, and nobody man. thought that was a bad idea you know it's crazy so the, the lawyer's name is damian granderson mm -hmm. this dude is like the attorney general of kentucky all the way Does through and down to the family That's <laughs> so y'all trusted this guy well so here's the thing that the thing that jumps out at me about this is before I knew what this lawsuit was about, P from QC had issued this like, I can't believe that we've created all these opportunities for these guys. He didn't say their names. But really? He, he posted oh. a picture of the Migos yesterday and said, it's unfortunate that the same people that we create opportunities for want to turn around and da, 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 da. And we've always been ethical about our business. But the lawsuit ain't even against you. It's against the lawyer. But you feel a type of way because you're not supposed to give your, your clients your lawyer. He feels some type of way because they was in on it. This is what I'm saying. Because if the lawyer did it. that shit and you didn't know, sis, if your lawyer did that shit and you didn't know and you found out about it through a lawsuit, you'd be like, what? Nick, if, why uh, you waiting to me? But of course I, I would have known because if you're my artist and I sent you my lawyer, then I know what the contracts look like. And I know that the contract is more beneficial to me than you. And for some reason, they thought that was cool. And still, he's standing on that square. He thinks that they're owed some kind of something. Now, we out here fighting oppression. We fighting white folks. But I, like I keep saying, man, black people got two problems. Systemic oppression. And tea, sorry. And us. And mm. us. So if you did your man's dirty, come on, dog. We out here complaining about how the, the record industry is doing this. We're picking up their habits and doing the same shit to our people. We got to cut that shit out. And giving them the same opportunity in music as we do in real life, which is now everything that a black person does that's violent, they're going, see, see, but y'all ain't want the police around there. Y'all da 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 The mayor of Atlanta said it because some idiots i didn't even know this was going on did you know that they were freaking like they had taken over the parking lot of that wendy's where where uh richard brooks died no i didn't know. there was an occupation in the parking lot of that wendy's they had blocked off part of the road this woman went down there i think fourth of july weekend she was trying to turn her car around yeah they yeah. opened fire on her car and killed her eight-year-old right yeah people, okay? which is absolutely crazy the so next day, a parking lot though. They occupied the parking lot. Not like Seattle, where they occupied the whole downtown. Occupied Wendy's on okay. University. Well, maybe it was a whole block. I don't know. I don't really go on University like that. Um, unless I'm going to see my my uh, mechanic, and last time he fixed my car, you know, he probably fixed pretty much all the things that need to be fixed. So I'm not over there at all. Um, but the next day, the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms issued this statement that was basically like y'all talking about the cops but we over here killing each other and da 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 da, -da. You, know, you know what Keisha's goal is Keisha want to be vice president so bad um and you know somebody said that when she said we she didn't necessarily mean black folks maybe she just meant human beings you need to stop being so violent okay sure um we've right. talked about the fact that for some reason the crime the murder rate in in chicago is the only one that anybody ever talks about the only one they care about chicago that's the it. only one 
Um, so it's the same thing here now, right? Like we've been saying for a month, like the record industry needs to do us better. We need black execs. We need to empower black execs to be able to be out here fighting for black artists. And now you got the biggest, currently biggest, currently most successful indie label, because I don't know that I have the stats to compare them to like uh, bad boy at its height or, you know, Rockefeller at its height. But right now nobody's stopping QC. No, nobody. And they're doing the same shit to their artists? So the lawsuit says, number one, that because he was an attorney for both, that he oftentimes um, negotiated in such a way as to benefit not only himself, but also QC. They said that he basically created an issue with their former which delayed the release of their album, uh, Culture. And that, you know, by the album being de delayed, that cost them money in touring and merchandise. So they obviously have new lawyers. Kudos to the new lawyers. But yeah, the fact that P jumped right up with that comment, I'm looking at you real suspect, my guy. You hate to see it, man. We gotta, we gotta to be better. Oh, my bad. I thought Sis was gonna talk longer than that. No, I was just, I'm, I'm done with this. We already know where I stand with niggas doing niggas dirty. Niggas doing niggas dirty. All right. So Amazon Music has launched a new platform to support emerging artists. Mm. Because Amazon Music is really trying. Amazon figured out that everybody's using their Alexas to listen to music on somebody else's damn service. Yep. And so now they're playing catch up. <laughs> exactly you know what it is like you listen you alexa play blah 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 and it'd be like playing blah 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 on spotify playing blah 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 on um what's the other one apple um, music pandora, Tidal, pandora. pandora. yeah anything the i feel like it defaults to pandora well you know the, the reason well the reason why i don't listen to anything on amazon music because i'm not paying for amazon music i pay off for all this other shit Right. I am not paying an additional fee to listen to music. I'm sorry. That is one thing about Amazon where they're like, you have Prime and that gives you some free books. I got Twitch. Pay for and I Kindle got... Unlimited. Right. Like, you have nah, Prime, but it gives you some free music. They just need to figure out a one a one umbrella price that's decent that people could look at and be like, I don't mind paying that. Right. It could be $15. But I'm not going over that. Yeah. You know, with YouTube, it's like YouTube, you get YouTube, you get the... Uh, you get the unlimited, you know, no commercials. You get the music. You get, you know, all these other things. I'm not, and then you get YouTube originals also. Right. I'm not paying, I already paid for Amazon Prime. Right. You know, the delivery service and all that stuff. I'm not paying y'all for y'all. You just reminded me that I've been paying Amazon three extra dollars for some like all black platform of content that I've never watched. What? I've what never watched. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna look up my bill and tell Amazon Black. No, it's it's called like you know shea butter, ebony, some shit like that. Mm. <laughs> Listen, Amazon has reached Google um, status where they can just throw money at certain projects. Like, but okay, I keep so forgetting to watch the shit every month. I get this three dollar charge. I'm like, the fuck is this? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway. ABC just came out with their streaming service yesterday. Yes, Peacock. I saw you not liking it. It's interesting. It I'm comes not paying for Comcast, it. So I'm gonna check it out. It's it's actually not bad once I got in. Um, okay. But the the problem with every rollout of these apps is they're not prepared and they don't have the deals. So it's not on Fire TV. It's not on Apple TV. It it would be. Uh, it's all Roku. 
No, it's not. Or it wasn't oh, at drop. Right. So you're dropping it, but like we can't use it unless it's on our phone. Ta-da. I, I went to the web browser. It's like, oh yeah, you gotta use it on your phone, your tablet. Unta-da. <laughs> Tad on. I'm trying to watch is my soccer game, is, sir. Is I'm it on the on... game on in all its glory on my big TV? Is it on um Comcast on demand, maybe? No, they, they had it separate. So normally, you know, soccer comes on NBC, obviously NBC or NBC Sports. They were like, oh, no, we're putting it on Peacock. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get Peacock. I woke up and I'm like, where the fuck is Peacock at? No, but that's what I'm saying is Peacock on, on the on-demand platform. No? No, no. Shit. So I had to... Put it on your, it. your computer had, and then stream your computer to the thing? No, I had to hack it. They have a... so. The good thing about Android is you can get the APKs, which is basically an installer files. So I got the installer file from a website that I'm not going to mention. And I sideloaded it to my Amazon Fire TV, which you could do. You just made my head hurt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I'll give, you, I'll give you a tutorial. It's really one link. You just got to see the dope thing about Fire TV. It has its own browser. And download. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I My just bad. downloaded that. I downloaded the app and installed it directly from the website. That so makes that sense. Good. All right. So this uh, this Amazon service, it's called Breakthrough, and they started with six artists uh, across genres, across borders. So Kiana Lede's on there. There's a grime artist named J One. There's a German pop artist named Malik Harris. There's a uh, R&B singer. I'm I'm sorry, a country singer named Gabby Barrett. And so basically, what they're doing is you know elevating all those artists so that they're promoted across programming and playlists internally, but also cross promoted through Amazon originals, which is, you know, how they do oh. any of their original TV shows and also on Twitch. I need some of this Amazon money. They getting Ooh. their own, they're getting like a line of merch and everything. So, Ooh, you know, like a good. Who we need to talk I, I to, actually, I actually have an Amazon music plug. All right. So we'll make, we'll make that happen. Say less. Um, he said, say less. Okay. All right, sis, we've come to your favorite part of the current events. Uh-oh. It's time to talk about verses. Except you and I already had this conversation. Mm. We had this DMX Swiss Beats conversation like a month ago. We did. Right? Yep. Where we pulled up. Um, so, you know, for those of you who missed that conversation or who haven't seen it, um, the next versus battle is Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Mm-hmm. And the internet is losing its shit right now the way that they did over Fab and Jada as to who will win. Yes, they are. A lot of bad opinions. Lots of bad opinions. And when you and I talked about it way back, what I had surmised was that, yes, Snoop has a huge catalog. But does Snoop have a huge... Does Snoop's amount of widely appealing singles, is it really as high as niggas our age and Cali niggas think? The reason why I say that is there's a lot of songs on Doggy Style, for example, which Doggy Style by itself, let's just flat out, let put it out there. Doggy Style sold 11 million records worldwide. It sold 7 million in the U.S. I don't know if that 7 is part of the 11 or if it sold 8. It has to be, right? It's, yeah, no, no, it's not. It's separate. So it's 18 total? I believe so. Okay. Um, so Doggy Style obviously was a huge, 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 huge record. Don't quote um, me, boy, because I ain't said shit. It came out, you know, 
at a time where you didn't have the option of just streaming or just downloading your favorite song. So there are moments off of that project that have become part of hip hop cultural identity. I didn't know until you and I had this conversation a few weeks back or me and somebody had this conversation that these nuts came from that album. I yes. just thought that was some shit that we were saying. <laughs> nah, D. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't no. know that's where it came from. Um, oh, but, but I'm also the person who still defaults to singing the clean version of Gin and Juice because... I only heard it on the radio for many, many years. I, I, I learned I'm I'm bilingual when it comes to West Coast music. I learned the dirty and clean version. So Doggy Style is one of the I, it's one of the the albums that I clearly remember getting or mm-hmm. stealing from my dad. I remember um, one of my cousins having it. I remember being very appalled by the cover. <laughs> I remember we cover as a 13 year old, 12 year old. As a as a 13 year old girl, I was like. What is this? <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, what's what this? does doggy style even mean? Okay. Um, so somebody made a list of the, so the, 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 I won't say general consensus. The overarching opinion is that Snoop is going to blow DMX out of the water. Right. So we had, we had a conversation also about DMX and Jay-Z and just DMX in general. And I think a lot of people, I don't know how, but I guess a lot of people forget that DMX was the biggest artist on the planet for a couple years. And he sold a lot of albums and he has five number one albums. Um, He's Mm -hmm. got a lot of songs, a lot of iconic features, including 24 Hours to Live, you know, all kind of major records. And he can pretty much, like I said, you can only play 20 songs. You can only so, play 20 songs. We know Snoop has 20, but DMX also has 20, which makes it a fair fight. Yes. And I think that's what you want out of a versus. Yes. You want a competitive fight. Now, yes. prior to, we thought, well, some people thought Nelly had 20 songs. I didn't. But, I didn't either. But he he clearly didn't. I couldn't think but, of 20 Nelly songs. And so the thing that kind of pushed me over the top with X is... You know, I think I'm a bigger general fan of Brother Earl, like, and who he is as a person uh, over his music, even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I once cut off all my hair because I thought I was going to be the second lady of Rough Riders. And I definitely had a crush on eggs. And, you know, his tour DJ was like my big brother when I was, you know, first getting into music industry. So I was, I had a very close personal thing for Rough Riders. Um, but, you know, I mean, X's personal life has superseded and overshadowed his music for many, many, many years. But I saw DMX. Were you with me at South By last year when he did? No, you. we had a show that night. So you were right. at the I Standard House. And DMX did a show, I think, at Revolt House. And in that moment, when X is there performing those records and hyping it up, you remember how big some of these records are that you might mm-hmm. not think of. So the people that's like, oh, all he's got is what you want in uh, Rough Riders Anthem, like shut the whole entire fuck up. That's not even remotely close to no. Um, y'all loved who we be. Y'all loved a bunch of, you know, a party up in here or something like that. So, um, but, you know, like you said, he has that record. I, I think that 
also, you know, what I was saying before is that a lot of people, when they're thinking of Snoop's catalog, somebody posted a list. Um, I think it was my homie Motown Lee. Shouts to Motown. Motown is LA than a motherfucker. Um, and he posted a list and I looked at that list and I was like, there's at least five records on here that I've never heard in my life. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so I, I can easily make a, a 20 song Snoop list. I can make a 40 song Snoop list and you know all the songs. I just feel like oh, Snoop has such a wide catalog that a lot of people have like certain things like certain oh, songs they said like. He gonna bring one of the Marleys out. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw like uh, from from the church to the palace, and I'm just like that wouldn't have made my list, you know, or something from like his Bush album, you know, like that might have resonated with some people. But I'm just talking about hits. I'm hits. talking about you know records with Pac, and you know, like I'm talking about Death Row records, him and Dre, you know, even like uh, Down for My Niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like like Snoop's Snoop's got those records, his Pharrell records. Like he's got those go-to bangers, you know, uh, I want to rock or drop it like it's hot, you know, um, like Snoop's got those. So um, he's got two songs called What's My Name, <laughs> you know, and DMX has got a song called What's My Name too. Right. So I'm just- They're both the dog, whatever. Somebody right. told, the two good points that I heard were this. Um, one was, shit, one I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We got you. One is that um, it's really about the way the playlist is curated more than anything else. Yes. Bottom line, it that's really what it comes down to. Um, depending on how what order they put everything in, uh, hold on a second. I'm depending also, on what order they do, they put everything in. Um, that's going to sway you, uh, you know, that's going to be what gives you certain rounds is if you just fucked around and put the wrong song against the wrong other song. I also think we're scared because of previous lopsided battles. Yes. That that's become a thing. I don't think these guys can mess up like that. I don't, I don't think, think I, don't, I don't think either one of these guys. But Fab shouldn't have, so you know we can't put nothing out. And, nothing. And, but here's the thing: Fab's not in the same airspace as these two guys. Shout out to Fab, but he's not in the same. If we had to put rappers on levels, power levels, yeah, Fab is is a notch below. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing was that Snoop's most recent hits are so big that they overshadow anything that X has done because people are counting living my best life. People are counting all I do is win. Which I don't know why anybody's counting all I do is win. Please don't play that. Because Snoop is all the way at the end of that record, and there are a lot of times where you can hear that song and not. That's not even that, that part. That would be pandering right there. You, like you don't even have to play that in the Snoop battle, at all. At all. So in any case, when is this happening? Let's pull that up. Yeah, but uh, AJ said this battle shouldn't even be happening. No, it should be. Okay, There's been AJ. a lot of speculation, but you know, I'll, I'll go with the dog versus dog thing. So, also, y'all, y'all can tune in with us. Hopefully, Ty will come hang out with us. When is this? Uh, this is going to be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when these things. Next happen. week it says next week. What day? Did they give a day? Uh, I believe the thirty. Uh, oh, July twenty second. Yep. 
July. So it's going to happen on July 22nd. Uh, you can watch it on Instagram or Apple Music. AJ thinks it's too imbalanced. That's interesting. It's it's not imbalanced, sweetheart. I, I don't agree. I'm sorry. I, I hate to put my auntie voice on it, but no, baby, it ain't, it ain't imbalanced. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's imbalanced at all. I think they I have... won't go so far as to say that X will beat Snoop. I 100% know that he's not blowing him. He Snoop is not blowing X out of the water. So we had fun yesterday, um, and me and the homies put together a list of records and we had no problems coming up with 20 records for DMX. Now, mm-hmm. I am a huge Snoop Dogg fan, but I'm also an East Coast kid and I listened to I was around and you know very much a part of hip hop during that period where DMX was the biggest rapper on the planet. And we got to remember Snoop was around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay-Z was around. Mm-hmm. DMX was still the biggest rapper. The biggest on the, artist. On the DMX plat- was still the first person to sell a platinum record, to go platinum twice in twice a calendar in, year. Twice in one year. Not so in I, a 12-month period. No. In a, cal- in a calendar year. Right. And um, the second album didn't sound like leftover records from It's Dark and Hell. Completely Eyes. different. That's a completely different vibe. He, it was an evolution I, I hadn't seen. Because It's Dark and Hell is Hot is exactly what it sounds like. And we got to realize, this is the same time Jay-Z came out with Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Which was which was Hard Knock Life was, was one of his... That was his commercial breakthrough. But X was still the biggest rapper on the planet while Jay-Z was doing that. Right, exactly. He definitely was. So, you know, we will see. And also, you know, when we were looking at just pure numbers... DMX's first three albums sold, like you talk about Doggy Style, that's 7 million over its lifetime, right? Right. DMX's first three albums did the same thing. And in none of Snoop's other albums have been more than maybe double platinum, but I don't even think he has that many of those. So anyway, I'm here for it. It might be fun. Snoop's got the longer musical career. Absolutely. Snoop's got the longevity, but X X has 20 songs. Definitely. Easily. Easily. Which brings us to a conversation about making playlists and songs that people forget. So I think prompted by the conversation about uh, T.I. and 50 Cent doing a battle, the Hip Hop DX made a list, but it might have been earlier because they had a first list that they made in June called 20 Near Classic Rap Songs You Forgot Existed. And that got so many clicks that they made a second list because clearly it wasn't because the first list was so correct, um, nor was the second list. So, so shout, shout to Raleigh Wallace, Wallace, a Toronto-based writer, married vegetarian, vinyl head, and hip-hop dad. Um, this, <laughs> I'm sorry. This, Why you gotta break down that man all the time in life? <laughs> this list is absolutely hilarious. Like, oh, I'm sorry. and, and it, it's yes, that too. Um, and it absolutely shows that sometimes writers write from a very special place, their own place, their own because place. 99% of these records are either everybody knows this song and didn't or forget about it. I've never heard of this song, and it was never a classic, 
Right. And and it's also not a classic. So on the first list, what was most egregious to me was the Southern classics that they had on there. Nobody forgot about Watch from the Hook from uh from Cool from, Breeze. From we cool were just breeze. having like, a conversation what? on that shit the other day. One of the greatest beats ever. That gets brought up all the time. All the time. People what? may have forgotten Cool Breeze and his name. Nobody's forgotten about that song. Nobody's forgotten about JT Money Who That. Nobody. No one. Um nobody's forgotten about Archie Eversole, We Ready. It's a damn theme song that they play at every Falcons game. Yeah, I don't Shut know. up, sir. No, no shit. People no may have forgotten about Mr. So Cold, Archie Eversole, but nobody's forgotten about that song. And nobody, absolutely no one, including white grandmothers in suburbia, nobody's forgotten about Kryptonite, Maji. No one. All right, so let's talk about how bad this list is. The first one or the I'm, second one? The second one. Okay. So, Wait, so on the first one, real quick, before we get to the to the second one, on the first one, the one that I did feel like was 100% a classic that many people may have forgotten is the Love Song uh, remix by Bush Babies featuring Most Def. Okay, I'll give you that one. Because it's really, I really feel like that's one of those songs where when you, like, you don't think about it at all, unless you're me, because I still listen to that Bush Babies album fairly regularly. You don't hear it at all. And then when it comes on, you're like, oh, yeah, I love that record. Somebody right now is probably in our comments saying, oh, yeah, I love that record. Yeah, this, this second this second uh, list is just retarded. Egregious. Disrespectful. No problem. Little Scrappy. First of all, <laughs> everybody remembers that video because this is a that video. training day video this was a so training day good. Video. It, it was, was a training so day video. Good. I just watched this like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, I listen, I go back to that 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 King of Crunk album all the time because that album that beat was, so was stupid. That video was a classic. Nobody has forgotten about that. Nobody record. forgot about that. Nobody nope. forgot about. Hold up. Nobody forgot about Tupac back. Now, let me explain something to people. When Rick Ross's career was starting to slope down, he picked he up this artist mm-hmm. named Meek Mill, <laughs> and his career went back like this. This record owned the summer, and I was in Philly, but everywhere I traveled, this record was blaring in every yeah. hood. The video was all over. MTV, BET, whatever, wherever you watch videos. It was that one, I'm Not a Star, and John Doe. Right. What do you mean people forgot Tupac? Nobody nobody forgot. What do you mean people forgot T.I. and UGK's front back from King? What are you talking about? And then there's a bunch of songs on here where it's like, what? I don't know that y'all know a bigger Foxy Brown fan than me. Like, y'all should know that Ty St. Boogie pretty big Foxy Brown became, But Ty St. Boogie became Chocolate Ty because Foxy Brown dropped an album called China White. China White, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so... I took that album to college with me. So I just want y'all to know that, like, Foxy informs a lot of who I am or did when I was, you know, 18, 19. Fox was one of the first artists that I saw in concert. Um, Fox, like, represented for tomboys that could still be attractive deep voice girls it was really like foxy brown and and um rod digger for me 
Mm-hmm. Um, like truly. But styling? Styling is the Foxy Brown record that you one feel was a classic and two think that people have won that people have definitely that, about that it. shouldn't even been on be on this list. At all. Nana no. be like, maybe. I, it's tons of Foxy Brown records you could come fly on. with me. Y'all forgot how epic Come Fly With Me is. And like I said, maybe because he was in Canada. And you know, but come on, y'all gotta start with that. Like, bro, you gotta tell people like I'm from Canada. So I'm not even gonna <laughs> I got, I'm a I'm a vegan, like I I don't know what it is, bro, but something about this list speaks to who the writer is. And and it's weird because when these writers I like it better when a staff puts together lists. Yes, that because works. What better. happens is when you get one person and they make these lists and then people get a pushback everybody's not well-rounded right this guy's clearly not american that's why i had to look it up like yo who's riley (laughs) Riley. in his defense the second list i think has a couple of records where you're like yeah okay i'll give you that one i'll give him ride with you i'll give him hood hop by jayquan ain't nobody forget hood hop no, but ain't nobody forget it. <laughs> you know, it was just one of the moments. That's like saying people forgot Chingy's Holiday Inn. <sighs> okay, so he got I Wanna Rock on here by Snoop Dogg. Like, sir. All right. And then there's, you know, again, a bunch uh, of a bunch of records. The fact that he put High Hater, the remix of High Hater with T.I. Plies and Data Kiss and Fabulous on there why? made me think that I want you guys to go look up the remix to, to uh, J. Mill's No, No, No with T.I. Because that's the record that made me a T.I. fan. That T.I. verse might be Tip's best, like, best early verse. One of his best early verses ever. I just, yeah. Why is started up. up here? Why is started up here? But... I will say this. The other thing is he put uh, Pop Champagne on here, which I don't know why. How we ball in the club, you know, you need it. Come Either on, man. Boy. Okay, so Everybody. that reminds me that two weeks ago, one of these young babies, one of these young uh, uh, Gen Zers found the Arab money video and posted it on YouTube and was like, what the hell is going on here? And it made me laugh because y'all, <laughs> I spent that whole three years that Ron Browse was on top, waiting for Ron Browse to hold a press conference and announce to the world that he was trolling us all along. Mm. That these records couldn't have been real records. Mm. And this was ever since the time when I heard that, you know, that breakdown at the end of the second verse of Jumping Out the Window. Where he's like, America. <laughs> I was trying to forget Ron Browse as these records were actually coming out. Once again, this, That's the Ron Browse. This takes me back to my New York days when I was I was walking New York streets when this shit was bubbling and I was just like, what the fuck? What is, is going on? Just like remember, remember before um before Wankster officially came out and you would just hear that damn beat coming out of people's cars as they were driving away. Like, you're like, the hell is this? Bro, that, that was like, Wankster was a, a cultural moment. It that, was. And that girl's booty in the video. I don't think it's, I've ever seen. That was the, there's a two-year period oh, where I didn't have cable, and there's a bunch of videos. She walks in a convenience store, and that's, uh, look, if we had Twitter, she'd have broke it. 
I don't know what we had back then, but we was talking about it. I don't know where. I say so. AOL. AOL. <laughs> AOL. Yeah, shout to AOL, man. Uh, they AOL. Need a, they need to make a. They need to make a places we all used to be that we forgot about list and AOL. Nah, well, let's let's crowdsource that list. Um, another interesting conversation that I saw going on on Twitter this week. Uh, Andrew Barber, who is a founder of Fake Shore Drive, shouts to Andrew Barber. Um, said, I swear the album, the album excitement window keeps getting shorter and shorter. You used to get a week or so, maybe you'd get a day or two, but now I feel like by the end of release day, people have already moved on, which is a hundred percent true. Think about, it is July. Think about all of the records that you were really excited about that have come out this year and how you feel about them right now. Now I know this year is not, it's a whole lot of shit going on, but still, It's a lot going on. But but in the midst of a lot going on, I don't even remember what albums I was excited about this year. J-Lack? For a sweet second. But like I said, it's too much happening in real life. Mm-hmm. And music, so I, I would venture to say, if I talked to Z and we talked about numbers, and I mean like website numbers and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think overall you can see it in Google Trends or anything, and even in keyword searches. Music is not music is not as as popular of a go-to on the internet right now as it was in the past two years. Simply I would because- venture to argue that because there's a bunch of artists that are breaking these uh number records, like these billboard records and you know. Um, when you talk about when you talk about Juice World being predicted to break the numbers for Michael Jackson's posthumous album, and you talk about, um, well, I mean, a lot of them were for numbers for this year, but so you think that they're generally trending down? Music is generally trending down. Okay. As a as a as a topic of interest, like if you if you go to Google Trends right now, you look, you know, like it'll show you what everybody's talking about right now. So mm-hmm. like a couple of days I went, and I looked, and it was Naya Rivera. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody was talking about that. Music is not in that top list anymore or it's going up and it's going down. We get excited about things, but then something else happens. Coronavirus or uh, social unrest or whatever. And then it completely shifts. People are not holding on to music and browsing these sites and, you know, uh, and and dedicating their time to researching and really caring about it. They're still listening to music. I'll give you one better. Um, that people are more concerned about the artist than they are about the music itself. Well, that too, but it's a distraction because here's the thing, right? When you go on the internet, you have a set amount of time. You can look up something and it's like, what are you going to look up, right? right. Are you, are you going to look up music? Are you going to read that extra article? Are, like, are you going to go in depth and like pay attention? Are you just going right. to listen to the song and keep it moving? You You're know? right. I look, I'm looking at the top 10 for yesterday, the top 20 for yesterday. Mariah Carey is the only artist that's on that list, and she's at number seventeen. Yeah, it's it's um it's a lot happening out here, and 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 as somebody who works in the music space, I'm not mad at it because we need to focus on other things. Music needs to be in the background a little bit because I feel like we got we got too into these artists and and too into their lives or whatever, um, and and we need to focus on some of these things like. The fact that they went and stood in front of Breonna Taylor's house and a bunch of uh, prominent people also went out there and got arrested, including YB and Corday. 
and you know, and uh, Portia Williams. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, but uh, the cops who killed Breonna Taylor are still fucking on these streets, still free. So, um, yeah. So okay, so but what what uh what Z said from DJ Booth that I thought was definitely a good point also was that he said the window was open wider and stayed open longer when albums released on Tuesday, because it, it the album came out on Tuesday. You had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday through Friday to kind of sit with it before you got into the weekend. Now the album comes out on Friday, you go straight into the weekend and whatever that means for you in your life. But for most of us, most of us, it means family chores, work, hanging out, whatever. Um, and so we're not spending as much time with these with these records as we were before. Right. And and I'm you know, I prefer Friday actually. Um, but I understand what he's saying. It makes sense. We, so we're, we're not in a conventional time period. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say 2020 compares to anything else just because there's way too many people at home. There's not as many people on the road driving. You know, there's just a lot. Like, life is not what it was. People's routines are not what they used to be. For me to even sit here and say, well, Tuesday versus Friday. Ain't nobody going to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the most part anyway. Now, because we got this pandemic going on, people are going to work and they're going home. You know, right. you have, you have a, a the few idea people. is that there are still some people going outside on Fridays. I don't know. But, I mean, for me, music is like, okay, it drops on Friday. I'm, I'm consuming it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm waiting until the next Friday for it to come out. It's still the same cycle, it's six days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, in that same general spirit, before we even saw this conversation happen, uh, we did decide that we're going to do a best of the year so far review. We're going to pick 10 albums, which we've crowdsourced with the assistance of our creator fam. Um, I The list that we got, there were a lot of like things that everybody said, like Alfredo, um, of course, Jay Alec. Uh, Tiana Taylor's the album was definitely you know something that we should be talking about, but like I didn't see anybody say anything about uh, Janae Aiko, um, which was a very good album, which was a really good album, um, and which was an album that you know broke like Beyonce records. So we're gonna go through the list. We're gonna narrow it down to ten. We're gonna give each of those ten albums five minutes of conversation, and we're gonna do that on some kind of a um, video chat platform so you can see all of mostly my facial expressions when people say wild shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, you guys. All right. Uh, let's get to this week in music. Oh, wait. Hold on. What I forget? One more thing we got to talk about. I feel like there was something else that just popped in my head that I forgot to. Okay, but what's yours? They done shot my girl Meg in the foot. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to wait till all the details are out on that conversation. I mean, on so that situation. We're just, just going to have a really brief conversation on this because this is a big thing. Yes. Um, we don't know the details. So Sunday, Tory Lanez got arrested for possession of a weapon. Um, Megan The Stallion was purportedly in the same vehicle as Tory Lanez and was taken to the hospital due to cuts on her feet is what the original report said. Then Meg came yesterday on Twitter and basically said that she was shot and underwent surgery 
And it was the result of a, quote, deliberate act to hurt her or to inflict harm on her. Like she said that like, yes, I got shot. No, it wasn't like some fluke accident, basically is what she said. What she didn't say, which I think is very much of note, is Tory Lanez's name. No, at all. At all. Nothing. And that's not fine. Not to excuse, not to well, exonerate. And, and one of the things is, you know, he had his own situation going on. Um, so that might have been the best thing for her, you know, just not to speak on that because that was, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. Um. If people think we're together and I get shot and you had a gun and you didn't shoot me, I'm going to say, hey, by the way, sis didn't shoot me. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't either. I, I, I think I think we're we're starting to reach. If if it's a case and I had something going on, first of all, Tori got booked for a concealed weapon. Right. So if you get if you if you shoot somebody, you get booked for attempted murder. They're very very different charges. He got booked for carrying a concealed weapon. Way different okay. charges. Like way like we just need to. No, and I mean, that's why I honestly, I was like, I'm just going to wait until more details are out before I even, and I haven't mentioned it on my news segment. I haven't mentioned anything about it. People are talking about, apparently, one of Meg's producers tweeted something to the effect of Tory Lanez is over, or it's over for Tory Lanez, some shit like that. Um, You know, I've seen people on the internet being like, oh, you know, he he just pulled a Chris Brown, which... Y'all niggas act like that really stopped Chris Brown's money in real life, unfortunately, or whatever, however you want to see it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And we might not ever get all the details. Do you know why Kendrick was trending this morning? No. Hmm. I want somebody to tell me why Kendrick was tw- was trending on Twitter this morning. Very, you know about that very perplexed because by the time I pulled it up it obviously had been trending for a while and so I was at the point of the internet where people are just throwing Kendrick's name into tweets that have nothing to do with it like this guy who was advertising that he can customize uh, soccer jerseys for for 4,000 and then I had to realize that he was talking about 4,000 Naira like the Nigerian money which is $10.36 and uh we can now talk about new music that was released last week. As per usual, we recorded on a Thursday and a bunch of big records dropped on, well, not a bunch, but at least one big thing dropped on Friday, which was The Adventures of Moon Man and Slim Shady. Because I guess in Kid Cudi's latest phase of his career, every song needs to refer directly to his name or nickname. The Scots, Moon Man and Slim Shady. I guess that's his thing right now. Um, so Eminem's flow did not completely annoy me on this record. No. Yay for that. Sound a little different. Had a lot of um, you know, important things to say about police brutality and dropped the names of quite a few victims of police brutality. So kudos to him for that. Um, this song is from a forthcoming project. I'm not sure yet what Cuddy's doing. So Cuddy also has a TV show coming on HBO. Okay, which is Um, dope. 
And it's a show lives in Italy on a base with her family. She's been there for a really, really long time. And then this boy moves there from New York uh, with his two moms. And so they strike up a friendship. He's really shy. She's the center of a friend group, blah, 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 blah. So I'm reading. Um, I found that a lot of these news articles these days are lacking vital details. So I'll be trying to find shit. And all I could find was that Kid Cudi was in this show, but I really could not figure out what he was doing. He plays the girl's dad, my nigga. That's how old we are. Wow. Kid Cudi is the father of the main character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then his daughter announced this song when, when, when this song was getting ready to come out. His real life daughter. Yeah, we are old. There you go. Dad rap for the win. Uh, Black Thought had told us that he was going to put out a song for his new project, which drops tomorrow. Um, the song was called Thought Versus Everybody. The project is called Cain and Abel? I think. Um, try to scroll through the song to find a hook. There was no hook. Nah. No? Black Thought nah. rapper. He's done that before. <laughs> oh no I mean yeah, of course does it regularly I'm sure I just really right. I would love a Black Thought record with a, I, I know we have a whole bunch of Roots records with hooks iconic hooks even well you know I guess um, his hook writer wasn't around mm. who was his hook writer Dice Raw where's Dice Raw somewhere in Philly with a tight shirt on <laughs> I'm so done with you. Nice. Streams of Thought Volume 3, Cain and Abel. Um, it is being produced by um I know the producer because he worked with uh with Sky Zoo on a project when I was working with Sky Zoo, but mm. it's not coming to my brain right now. Hold on. You also, shout out this guy Zoo who had um some kind of procedure on his vocal cords. He did. So get get better homes. We are sending you lots and lots and lots of healing energy and love. Sean C is the producer. Okay. Sean C of so, Sean T and L V. Yes. And Sean the C and Sean C stands for Kane. I never knew that. Yep, neither did I don't I. even know what L V stands for. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Okay, sorry. Um wait, why why are they laughing? What did I say that was funny? Who are they laughing at you? Possibly. Possibly. Um, so yeah, I there was a lot of words in that Black Thought record. I wanted it to be, you know, like a, a single single. Nah, so you know, Black this Thought makes to music, me that this album made for me. Black Thought makes music for people who want to hear Black Thought rap. I've been hearing Black Thought rap my entire life. And I know Black Thought, I know I know Black Thought could rap. So I'm okay. I don't have to hear this. I listened to it. It's good rap. I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't go back and listen to it again because it doesn't have the value of the new. The news here would be if Black Thought dropped a horrible rap record, like just had like just like one off ass line, like which we know is not gonna happen. Black Thought is the perfect. But but see, here's the conversation. Like it's weird because you know people gonna be like, oh, Justin Black Thought. Listen, Black Thought is the perfect rapper. He really is. But that has nothing to do with music. 
And y'all gonna have to understand, we've had these conversations before that like, there's a lot of horrible rappers who make great songs. And there's a lot of amazing rappers who cannot make a great song to save their lives. Black Thought happens to be like neither, neither of those things. But because... we, know, we just know he's gonna rap and that's cool. Yeah. Somebody wants to hear it, go listen to it. Black Thought is rapping his ass off. If that's what you want to hear, then you go right ahead and listen to this. You know who else's single signaled to me that their project is not for me? But I kind of already knew that. Juice World. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything disrespectful. I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. But y'all, if you've been listening to the show for all these 28 weeks that we've brought you this show, that's uh, that's seven months, you guys. Mm -hmm. Shit. Well, yeah, it is July. Duh. Okay. Um, what you know is that I am very good for peeking my head in the room being like, oh, this ain't for me? Cool. Y'all enjoy. So Juice World dropped the second single from his project. And it actually came out, I think, last Thursday, while, right before we recorded. So we didn't right get before. to include it. Um, but it's called Come and Go featuring Marshmallow. Um, and I was like, yeah. So here's my problem with posthumous albums right? I feel like, especially with these younger artists who didn't really have like a strong identity. producer mm. or an identity. Mm -hmm. um, what is this clown talking about? <laughs> we got bots in the chat. Um, shout to the bots. I feel like um, people who don't have a strong like base, like not like a Tupac, you know, who had a strong identity, a strong calendar. He had strong producers who worked on his music. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are taking these kids' music and doing whatever with it. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this before. Life After Death was an album that Biggie completed before he passed. Right. And then after everything that, that came out after that was trash. Man, I heard, I almost fought my Google Home speakers today because some remix of What's Beef came on. And I kept acting, asking it to skip and it wouldn't skip. That shit was so trash. So horrible. Y'all, like, have we talked about the fact that Life After Death is one of my favorite albums? No? Uh, it is. Me, uh, one of my absolute favorites. Go ahead and get Lewis Carlson up Block out of here. Lock the bot. He's a producer in Korea, America, and England. Okay. Maybe he's yeah. not a bot. Well, whoever he is. This ain't what we talking about, Lewis. It's not, Lewis. Get with the get with. Um, okay. Who else did we have this week? So Warren G has officially minted what we've been saying, which is that exactly. Ty Dollar Sign is the new um uh Nate Dog. Yep. I feel like Warren G a Warren G Ty Dollar Sign song should have happened years ago. Mm. But it's here now. And I'll take it. I'm a fan of Ty Dolla Sign. There's a new record by Warren G called And You Know That featuring Ty Dolla Sign. It sounds very much like what you remember Warren G sounding like. Warren G has not made an attempt to come and join us into the 20th century, 21st century. And I'm not necessarily not okay with that. Like old niggas, old, like 50 year old OGs at the barbecue deserve new raps too. Oh, this sounds like a summertime barbecue party vibe. Somebody about to get shot. 
No. Um, because it's just a hood. <laughs> it sounds like the record that your uncle with the linen pants and the sandals is gonna try to put you on to. Absolutely. No, this is this is in, in, in all seriousness, this is a dope summer vibe. It's classic Warren G. We got Ty on the hook. Um, it's it's money in the bank. I like it. I like it a lot. See, I'll go check that out. And I'm old, so whatever. I like West Coast G Funk. This is that. If you don't know, there's no G Funk without Warren G. So if y'all didn't know, Warren G is the G and G Funk. Where rhythm is life and life is rhythm. Um, Lupe Fiasco dropped the song. He did. Kinda interested. Featuring Virgil Blow. So more interested. Song is six minutes and 49 seconds long. Y'all lost me. I'm so gone. it it I, <laughs> the song is six minutes and forty nine seconds long. So it's a song about standing in line for sneakers. Sure. And the excitement that goes into that, and I feel like it's supposed to be a metaphor for other stuff. Um, because like, Lupe Fiasco is also somebody who's really good at rapping and right, but once again, good at concepts. I feel like the artistic, I feel like Lupe is losing me with the artistic part. You know, if you go back, you listen to Superstar, you listen to Kick Push, listen to Lupe's old music, those were records. This is Lupe just saying, I can do whatever I want. It's like that little project. I'm going I'm to go on Instagram and just, you know, do some random shit just because I'm Lupe Fiasco. And, you know, even, even Tetsuo and Youth was a produced album with producers. I feel like, this was just, it just wasn't there sonically for me. And that's a huge part of music. You just can't, like, you might as well be doing that poetry jam, you know? I'm, how much How much of the record did you listen to? I listened to the whole thing. You did? I listened to absolutely all of it, and including verse. I listened to it twice, because I was trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> so, and I, it was just, and that's a good thing, because, you know, some, some rappers make you think, and they make you listen, and, and I wanted to listen twice. And, you know, I had to absorb whatever it was Virgil was talking about. Virgil's on the hook speaking, actually talking about the construction of sneakers. And what I think that that's from is when Virgil, Virgil had a art exhibit that was in museums mm -hmm. um, that I think that tour got cut short, uh, either cut short or it ended here in Atlanta. But I know I took my nephew to um, to see it at the High Museum here in Atlanta the day that it was wrapping up in Atlanta. Um, and you know, Virgil's story in general, like I feel like Virgil is becoming one of those people that, that is becoming a bad guy because hype beasts just make everything intolerable. But his story, you know, the fact that he's a kid of immigrants, the fact that his parents made him go to architecture school because, you know, the immigrant parents don't, don't respect none of this shit that we doing over here. You're going to go be a what? An engineer? Okay, cool. That's what we thought you said. So he went to architecture school, got his degree. And was good at it and then said, okay, I've gotten this degree to satisfy y'all. I'm going to go over here and do this. And so then you get to understanding how his knowledge of architecture informs his, um, his, his design. And then you get, you start seeing that he's done more than designing just clothes. And you, you know, it was a, it was a really good exhibition. And on the last day here in Atlanta, he did kind of like a fireside chat to talk about his, his, um, his ascension through the world of fashion or whatever. I right. feel like that interlude or that hook or whatever you want to call it is excerpts from that conversation. So I also feel like 
he is starting to become this caricature. You know, I was never really impressed with Virgil's work. Um, I think it's lazy. Um, I think it's overpriced. Um, I think he, him and Kanye are very similar in the fact that they want us to value their artwork and then they want to be culturally relevant, you know, but at the same time, you got, you, you charging me $300 for a t-shirt with some holes in it. You know or what I'm saying? The very same Air Force ones that are already out there and just putting All a white on zip them. tie on it. A zip right. tie, my nigga, a right. zip tie. Yeah, no, I just saw a pair of cream fours that dropped and it's literally just cream fours and you put a zip tie on it and it's like, hey, off white, $5,000. Um, and, you know, with the whole pop smoke fiasco, here's the thing, right? It's okay to give somebody props and criticize them. Yes. And we have to normalize that. We have to normalize having the entire conversation. Virgil's yes. story is amazing, but he could also be criticized. He's also not above reproach. Um, and that's that's just it's just weird that we live in a society where everything is always one way or the other so let me say this it's certain shit i don't speak about at all because at the height of my rich bitch energy is still the fact that i'm shopping at old navy and target and i don't feel bad about it i might like maybe get to like banana republic some point but it's just some shit like i've sat and i've thought about what would i spend an inordinate amount of money on and it ain't shoes and it, it ain't gonna be no six hundred dollar jeans. And maybe some jewelry, maybe. But yeah, for me, it might be shoes for me, but that's about. I know where I'm willing to go on What's shoes. What's the but max you'll spend on shoes? Maybe five hundred dollars. Because my thing is, I'm saying like I would probably if I won the lotto tomorrow. <laughs> if I won the lotto tomorrow, I would probably spend a ridiculous amount of money on shoes. But it would be because I got a whole bunch of them. Like it wouldn't be, you know, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I haven't seen a, an expensive shoe that was actually worth the price just based off of the shoe. Like I was that impressed, where I was like, "Holy crap, I'm gonna pay this because." This is gonna last. This looks so dope. Like half the shoes these kids out here wearing are you're not are, even gonna like them in a year. So we wore Bapes, which were rip off uh, Air Force Ones that some dude put a, a little Baby. star on instead of the swoosh. Hmm. You know, and and it's Take basically it people selling you clout, right? Yes. The Balenciaga shoes y'all wear, they ugly as fuck. It's fuck. Um, I'm not buying a shoe for clout. If I'll pay for a shoe if it's fire. You know, right. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Jordan fan, Nike fan, Nike SBs. I'm a fan of Adidas. Like, you know, I'm a fan of, of shoes and the construction and the style and I'll pay for that, but I'm not paying for clout, dog. I'm not. I want y'all to know that if I won the lottery tomorrow, there would be like a whole corner of my shoe closet because I would have a, shot, a closet just for shoes. And a whole corner of that would just be Air Maxes. It would be all the Air Maxes and all the colorways that I've never gotten to buy all these years. Yeah. But it's also... That like if you had a pair of Air Max 96s that you bought in 96 that you kept in good condition, you can still wear them shits in 2020 and nobody's looking at you crazy. No, I don't even remember what sneakers you were wearing a year ago. They just recycling the shoes that we wore anyway. Basically. And putting like some neon on it. But anyway, as far as the song goes, it it was, you know, it it just didn't do it for me. I mean, it's a good attempt. I just want to, you know. Like at this point, at this point, Lupe's over there and I'm over here. And I, I I'm a big fan of Lupe 
and his work in the past. So I'm gonna go listen to Kick Push. <laughs> um, why has YG yet to figure out who he is as an artist? I think he has. Has he? I because do. this swag song is really all over the place. I think YG is a clown. And I mean, personality-wise, not like Please clown. somebody throw up some twisted fingers somewhere for protection but for us. I, I, I feel like, you know, he's having fun. Okay. Like YG's like the serious gangster dude who's also got a sense of humor. You know, he's also like more fun than people give him credit for. Like watching him and Dave, that was kind of like, yo, don't shoot me. I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was kind of like one of the vibes, like, yo, get him. Like he's the dude that like threatens your life, but he's only he's only joking. Right. But he but he knows that you're scared and he's having fun with the fact that you're scared. But right. it really could switch up at any moment. At any moment. At any moment. He could be dead um, There was a project that he dropped a while back where he released a documentary to go along with it. Not a documentary. I'm sorry. It wasn't a documentary. It was actually a short film. And it was really good. And at that point, I really wanted to be a fan of his. Um, and he's had, I think, some really, really big records that I'm a fan of. Uh, this new record is called Swag. It's it's not good. So I, I like the record. I just think that it's it's anything. It's anybody. Like I it's, might right. I might have liked it if I didn't know it was a YG record. You're so right. The one thing that I think YG's missing is a producer. Mm. I don't think YG has some I think YG is the dude that go in the studio like this what the fuck I'm doing today, bitch. Instead of having a producer say Yo, this is the vibe we going for. Like, nobody's shaping his sound. Mm. He's just doing whatever he wants to do. Like, yo, we're going to do this today. And it's worked for him to an extent so far. You know, why would he do anything different? But once again, you put together certain artists who have a producer or a sound, mm. then you know who they are. Like, we know who Tiger is. Yes. No matter what, we know who he is. We know it's gonna probably going to be DA, you know, at this point. And we know it's going to be some girls in the background you know, dancing and, and we going like it in the club. I don't know what YG sound is. Like, I don't think any, somebody should have been there when, when he did that, like uh, the Cholo song or whatever it was. They said, bro, you should put a Mexican person on this. Not a Colombian. You're, you're running around looking like a, a like, like you're from the barrio, but that guy's not from East LA. He is not. He is not. And those little things, those little things matter, matter. when it Definitely. comes to the overall touch. And I just feel like YG's music doesn't have that overall polish. It's just like, yo, I'm talented. I'm going here and do whatever. I got the money. I'm just going to do whatever I want. But he's he's a good artist. And, he is a good artist. Unfortunate. I just think he needs to meet that right situation. Like maybe he needs to go sit down. Or yeah, maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. He probably don't. He maybe he's really just doesn't. Like maybe to. he's made it enough that he's not really like that thirsty for the success or whatever. Um, and so at this right. point, he's no, no, he's cool. He's, you know, and, and, but that's the difference between, you know, if you cool, if you cool, you getting your bread, whatever. But I think YG's a super talented cat, you know. But if he happy, I'm happy. So whatever. You got the it. R and B, the R and B artist definitely blessed us this week with some shit. Um, Snow Allegra is out here trying to capture all you OG uh, Sade fans. 
Mm-hmm. Not through the music, but through the look. <laughs> um, because musically, she's nothing like Sade. Um, and that's not a diss at all. They're just different types of artists. They make different types of music. But um, Snowlegger has a new record out called Dying For Your Love. And I enjoyed the song very much. I extra enjoyed the video because they took it back to like some late 90s, early 2000s shit. It's like her and six girls doing a whole dance routine. It's very Aaliyah. I was here for it. Do we know who produced it? I'm a big Snow Allegra fan. Um, Shouts to Work Crew for putting me on the Snow Allegra's. Work Crew had uh, um, I Want You Around on a playlist for, uh, for the Groove back in like November or maybe October of last year. Um, That was my bop. That was my jam. Still is my jam. I miss the groove. I don't miss a lot of outside, especially because we're in Georgia. And if I really missed outside, I could just go. Because niggas is definitely, clubs are definitely open. Bonfire is definitely happening. Um. I don't miss a lot of outside. I miss the groove and I miss L Bar and I miss Cuckoo Room. I mean, I I miss freedom, period. But I don't miss freedom enough to go out there and risk my life or somebody else's. I don't miss freedom that much. Freedom freedom, freedom will return at some point. And I'm just trying to be alive to see it. Did you see the stat that said that we could probably get rid of this thing in like four to eight weeks if everybody just wore fucking masks? Yeah, we we've already seen that in every in the rest of the damn world. <laughs> like the rest of the world has this well, most of them except for Brazil, uh, has this thing figured out. And right. um and you know, they don't even want us coming to their countries. They don't. Because we just oh god. In our defense, a lot of people are locking back down right now. So like we're not the only ones that didn't get it all the way or that got excited too quick. Listen, um, 15... 15 15 local leaders in Georgia declared mandatory mass situations. And, the then, the, and then the governor, governor came in and was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, because Donald fucking J. Trump came to Atlanta yesterday with his goofy ass. And next thing you know... Uh, Kemp had already said that dumb shit, though. Governor, governor uh, stole... Well, yeah, but they include... Trump Jr. Governor uh, stole the election, um, <laughs> said... We're going to make those null and void. Why? For what? Just because you can? No, because you're pandering to your base of uh, illiterate ass South Georgians who voted your ass in office. Yo, Alabama made masks mandatory. Alabama. fucking Bama. Okay. The number of cases in Florida right now is larger than like whole populations of places. 300,000 cases or 30,000. They're about, to, yo, they're about to blow past New York numbers. They are about to blow past New York numbers. It's crazy how fast Florida is going up. I say all of this as I plan to drive to not one, but two different places in Florida, like when God we finish you. recording this today. So y'all just pray for me. 302,000 confirmed cases. Miami sitting at the very top of that with 72,000. It's really mostly down there. Y'all know what no, I'm going to do today? No, it's bad everywhere. Tampa's at 21,000. Palm Beach, 22, Broward County, which is Fort Lauderdale's at 34, Miami Dade's at 75. I'm going to sit my ass down after this. That's what I'm going to do. I don't have a choice. I have to go, but trust and believe that I'm going masked up with 
all of my hand sanitizer and I'm touching as few things as possible and talking to no one. I'm gonna speak to all of my friends, not just Ty. I pray for y'all because we, we all have a choice. There's a kid. He has to go, he has to be retrieved. Listen, I believe you. But we all we're we're all adults and we control these situations. And I know at this point you're locked in. Don't get me wrong, this ain't about you. It's about all my homies that I see doing all these things. Cause you know, other other than this, you know I'm right back to like oh, grocery oh, store trail. Oh, I don't even pick up food no more. I got it. It's my son's birthday in two days. I've had three kids' birthdays that couldn't be what they were supposed to be, but trust me, they want to be around. They want their parents to be around because that's the most important thing right now. So, uh, let me see. Who else we got? One Coronavirus ain't real. <laughs> I'm just really, like, the people who are against masks, I don't understand. All right, Jacob Lattimore. Um, I really want Jacob Lattimore to find the song that's going to allow people to really get into Jacob Lattimore the way that they need to, because he is very talented. And he's been around for a long ass time. Long ass time. He's one of those very few young people who has converted from a child star to a legit adult star. He's one of our very few legit um, double double threats because... Jacob is a good actor. Like he's not just landing. Oh, he's a very good roles. actor. He's a really good actor. Um, his filmography is extremely impressive. Like the shit that he's landed as an actor is impressive. And he's also a really good singer and, you know, a really good songwriter. Um, so he has this new joint called Real Love Part Two featuring Trevor Jackson and Rotimi. Shouts to Rotimi. And um, it's mannish, but also very cute. And, you know, straddles, just barely straddles that fine line between, you know, that I'm a singer who really wants to be a trap rapper. Mm-hmm. But it's, he's barely, like, he's barely touching that. Like, it's definitely an R&B song. So. So we got it. two, we got two uh, acting singers. <laughs> yes. On one record. Yes, yeah. indeed. Have you, have you, you watched the show? I watched season one. I don't have Showtime currently neither do i um and i I, watched the show yeah i do too but i don't know like my computer is really iffy about um letting me cast those things to my tv and sometimes depending on you know how i feel i just don't be wanting to watch it on on the computer you got to send me a fire stick and i'll I'll, i don't have a fire stick i have a roku tv that's why i said just get a get a fire stick it's fine i'll watch it on tv i mean i watch it on the computer i have like i i have a i have a was this 24 maybe inch monitor in my office so there's a lot of shit that i just watch in here when i'm just doing stuff so i know where to find the thing i'm not gonna go buy a fire stick it was my point i'll buy you one it's 15 bucks i'm I'm gonna watch it on the computer i'm telling you i'm 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 good with watching the we're buying time a fire stick no just give me a damn disney plus password (laughs) thanks Hey Trent, what up, Trent? Hurry <laughs> of me asking. I can do Trent. both. How about that? Yes. That works. Uh, oh, which reminds me, Dave is an amazing show, and the way that they ended that show uh, with his little freestyle was perfect. I mean, the way they ended se- uh, season one. I don't know if it's coming back for season two, but it was really good. It better. Um, kudos to Dave. My Dave was lit. Um, I wonder how much of that is real. 
I mean, like I said, you know, when I was talking about YG, that was one of the situations I was saying, like, I enjoy YG on Dave. That was like, that was perfect. Yes. Dave was, Dave was fucking scared. <laughs> He's about to piss himself. Absolutely. In studio sessions, but nah, Dave's a dope show. If y'all haven't seen it, check it out. It's so much. If you have Hulu, FX shows are free on Hulu now. But The Shy is also something that people should really be watching right now because Lena is addressing some pretty big issues right now. And the the current storyline has me on the edge of my fucking seat waiting for the next episode. So a lot of my uh, a lot of my snooty writer friends have said that the show is really good and that Lena Waite is a really good director and producer, but not so strong as a writer. And she might maybe should have let somebody else do the writing on this season she's got a another series also on showtime called the 20s which i'm about right that was a so that was a bet show right um and now bet and showtime basically showtime rebranded um i was actually just looking at this because that's one of my news items for today but showtime rebranded um show beyond which was like you know how when you when you have showtime now or just like when you have hbo you really have like six different channels Right. Um, and some of them are specialized content. So they had a, a, a channel called Show Beyond that is now going to be called Show by BT. And so there's some original BT programming that's going to be on there. There's some original Showtime pro- programming that's going to be on there. But it's, you know, kind of like their hub for young black creative content. Gotcha. So, okay. Does she write the 20s? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Gotcha. That's another show that I maybe I just need to switch out my HBO membership to, yeah, because I do have HBO Max, so maybe I yeah. can just switch. I, I mean, I I, I think the so the most fun. awkward writing part I saw was her for herself. Mm. The the other stuff, like I I don't have any problem. I feel like it's really authentic. The shot is okay. super authentic, but she's on the show this season. And I think her introduction was kind of like, yeah, you tried too hard. Mm. Well, I'll go check it out. Um, and then the other song that we had on our little list here that we enjoyed was a new joint by They called Play Fight featuring Tanashi. And um, we were both like, who is They? Because we felt like we should know this. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know. Because they're just a group of two guys who met in LA. One's from DC and one's from Denver. I've been hearing their music but just like anybody else with a name like they, sir, her, them, we, you know, you you might not know who they are because their name's not in it. Like right. I know who Jacob Lattimore is because his name's Jacob Lattimore. Um, Crazy, look up. But yeah, I've I've heard a few joints from the previous that I thought were super dope. So I checked mm-hmm. in on this one and I enjoy the music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, really good group. This song is fun. Um, they have like three different versions of the video. One of them is a one minute relationship emulator video. So go on YouTube, check it out. The visuals are really creative. Um, yeah, they featuring Tanasha. Good summertime vibe song. Not that we're going anywhere, except for also my, my OG Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. With an album. And hey man, dropped, don't be sending me mad depressing music like that early in the morning, bro. And she dropped this song Reckoning, which is Sad classic Alanis vibes, acoustics, and 
lamentation, <laughs> you know, and all like, Jesus, like I wasn't stuff. ready. And then that was like the second song you said too. It was like, ah, oh, what else is happening? Not that it was a bad song. It was a good song. And like a lot of like, you know, lyrics that definitely caught my attention. Um, but it was sad. Yes, it was. It was sad. It made me sad. I'm trying to find our list of things that came out last week. Did you listen to any of the things that came out last week? Because I will tell you, friend, I did not. I listened to Keanu Day, which I enjoyed. I listened to a little bit of Casey Veggies and Rocky Fresh. Um, How'd that work out? So I, I really just listened to the single, I think, because um, Ism did it. And that was pretty fire. Um, I got to go through the whole project. It sounds recent. So it doesn't sound like the blog era. That's a good thing. Okay. I also listened to one of the songs off of Tori Lanez's VVS capsule where he told y'all he was a real nigga. So I guess y'all seen that. Turn around. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and Not speculating. So I, I did, what I missed was I didn't know Rhapsody put out an EP. So I'm going to have to go back and check that what? out. Yeah, she put out an EP, um, mm-hmm. six songs. Shout out to the homie Crank Lucas in the building. Uh, funny ass dude. If y'all not following Crank Lucas, please follow Crank. I stand it alone. Um, and I didn't really get to go through Juice World yet. I just listened to like, I think four of the tracks off of that. So, so Juice World's album is projected to break uh, Michael Jackson's sales record for his posthumous album. That's wild to me. Dope. I mean, he's right. projected to well, to sell an equivalent or stream equivalent of four hundred to four hundred and forty million streams. So let me be honest. I don't remember what Michael Jackson's posthumous album was. It's what's called "This Is It." Oh, is that what that was with the that movie? Okay, so. Yes, there was a movie called Michael Jackson's This Is It. Yeah, I just, once again, uh, if, of all the things Michael Jackson did in his life, that wasn't the thing that I was like, oh, yeah. Because, but you know what? But I think that that's the same. I think that that's why Juice World breaking his record matters is because Juice World, just like Triple X and Tacion, for their fans, hold that kind of weight so like you and i were not michael jackson fans to the point that this shit meant something to us um but you know there are people who are still out here like so michael jackson completely devastated when michael died and well well yeah but that didn't translate into whatever music michael jackson had started making there's a there's a period in time where after that people checked out of michael jackson's music but Mm -hmm. we're still huge michael jackson fans michael jackson you know has been an icon since he was seven years old you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't, it doesn't strike me as, oh my God, you beat Michael Jackson. It's not really, it's like a super asterisk. Like you beat the watered down, nobody really gives a shit, poorly handled oh, Michael shit. Jackson album. Oh. Only thing I remember from that is this is it. This is it. Like I only remember the rest of that. I don't shit. remember the song. Um, well, you know, it does bear mentioning though that that's like the the first like Michael Jackson's This Is It album came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh 
nobody else has beat the 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 posthumous. And it is just posthumous. Now, the other thing that it, that he is projected to beat is um to become the most streamed album this year. So he's about to go past uh Eternal Take this week. So. Okay. Is that more impressive? For you? Not really. No. Nah. I mean, I I think it's great. I, I think Juice World has a huge audience. Mm-hmm. I'm just like the yeah, Michael Jackson comparison is just. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I expected him to, you know, do large numbers. I'm more like, I want to see the staying power of it. That would speak to me more, because, um, you know, Pop Smoke went number one last week. Like, yes, a lot of these are are shock things. We're sad. We're like, oh, okay, but cool. Oh no, but. but it's, it's, but Juice Brothers this, projected to do way bigger numbers, than and, and that's fine. But it's, you know, I'm just talking about going number one. Like you, you're the, you're the person this week that we're talking about. Okay. What are we going to be talking about next week? Are we still going to be talking about this album? Probably not. But but what they're smart is the people that put this together, and I, let me say that the people who put this together included big white artists in across in crossover genres as well. So they knew what they were doing. You got people like Halsey and Marshmallow and all that stuff, you know. So shout out to them; they did it the right way. But we'll see what the cultural impact is going forward. Ultimately. Okay. Um, there was also an EP by Summer Walker, which I missed. But you know, I just want to shout out um, Love Renaissance on the marketing again. Um, they created so you know it's called. Uh, I just said it. It's called Life on Earth. Uh, and they had created this little thing, uh, Instagram filter that kind of looked like you were traveling uh, through space. And that's how they released the track listing. And then I saw some photos. I don't know if this was necessarily open to the public, but there was an installation here in Atlanta where you could go and it had like the same um, pink G-Wagon um, in a spaceship, mm-hmm. like a little space shuttle, a little um, flying saucer really that words those words are not coming to me in english at all to save my life it's a little flying saucer that looks like it crashed into the ground and they had like some you know like uh um fog coming up around it, it looked really cool it looked like the kind of shit i would have i wouldn't have pulled up to y'all would have pulled up to in mass <laughs> and caused me not to pull up to uh i.e pink trap house i would have wanted I would, to i went to the pink trap house I wanted to go to the Pink Trap House, but you know how I'm just anti and I just really don't like to be bothered with certain things. I went to the Pink, the Pink, the Trap Haunted House. You went to the fake Pink Trap House? No, I went to the Pink House, the Pink Trap House Haunted House thingy. That wasn't the... That wasn't the original. No, it definitely wasn't the original. Um, the original original was actually not the original. The original original was on display at, um at the D103 car and bike show. No, I went I went to the one that they rented that was one actually album. the yeah, exhibit and stuff. Alrighty, you guys, tomorrow is Friday. All the girls jumped on the car and broke it. Yes, and you know, people were mad, but they couldn't do shit about it because niggas had their permits on Lidoc. Uh Tomorrow is Friday, Viernes, mm-hmm. Vendredi. Uh, Quinta Feira in, in, in Portuguese, which means albums are coming out. Um, Joey Badass has an EP for you guys. It's called The Light Pack. It's three songs. 
Are you excited about the Joey Badass EP? Excited? <laughs> I don't want to disrespect my guy Joey Badass because, you know, I like Joey Badass as an actor and as an artist. I'm not excited. Okay. Um, is Blueface coming out with something new? Yes. Famous Crip Reloaded. Was there like an original Famous Crip? I have no idea. Ugh. I'll ask somebody. I have let Blueface be a thing for a really long time. Is he a thing though? Like, I mean, I guess he's a thing to somebody somewhere. Because I really feel like he could have just went away with, with, with Tatiana. Well, I've, you know, I feel like there's a place for characters and people will click and listen and they'll get credit for streams. But I don't know too many mm-hmm. people are like, yo, that blue face was fire. He just had a whole album and nobody talked about it. Nobody. So there's a guy named No Cap who's putting out a project today or put out a project today. And that was trending on, on Twitter today as well. Was it? Yeah. Never heard of him before today. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I feel like he was the, no, that's not the guy. Nope. Don't know him. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, is giving us a deluxe version of Chilumbo, which is uh, six extra songs from the original, looks like. Um, Kyle is coming out with a project called See You When I'm Famous When I Am Famous. Uh Leanne Lahavis is coming out with a self-titled project, which is interesting to me because I felt I feel like she would have done that already. But I guess not. Uh, and Little Pump is coming out with a project that has at very least 26 tracks on it. Mm. Who? Who asked? Did you ask for 26 Little Pump tracks? No. At once? No. Uh, Pink Sweats, on the other hand, is giving y'all a EP called The Prelude, which I'm assuming means it's a prelude to whatever next project, first project, maybe? Has he had a project out yet? Like uh, album? Well, this new EP is called The Prelude. Six Ooh, maybe maybe it's the prelude to his album. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like her did that already, but cool. What called the prelude? Oh, a bunch of people did it. A bunch of people did it. It's fine. You know, we don't we don't get very creative about album names or club names. <laughs> it's been a vision in almost every city. Anything Miami or Atlanta comes up with, somebody else in the world is going to recreate it in their city as a club. Uh, but yeah, so Pink Sweats. No, he does have albums out. There was a volume one, and then there was also a volume two. Oh, okay, cool. And they're saying albums. They're not saying like mixtape or EP. So yeah, The Prelude coming out this Friday. Um. What sticks out in your mind, like when we do this review of the best albums of 2020 so far, what what jumps out for you? Did we did we mention Ellie Goulding? We didn't because I can never pronounce her name properly. I don't know if it's Eli, Ellie, if it's Golding or Goulding. So you handle that for me. Yeah, you know, Ellie. Cultured out of the two of us. <laughs> Ellie Goulding's coming out with her new album, Brightest Blue. Um, Ellie's got a great voice. She's a really good artist. Um, if you haven't, check her out. It's better than listening to Little Pump and Blueface. <laughs> I feel like I always want to, conf- my brain always wants to confuse her with uh, with Ellie Fanning. 
Mm. Or L Fanning, because it's not even Ellie, it's L. I don't know. My brain just, I feel like they look similar to each other. Maybe, maybe I'm just being hella racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Ellie is, um, she's, uh, she's English. So she's, you know, over there in the UK. Um, she's got a great voice. I feel like we did something years ago with her management. You did? Yeah, I think she has the same manager as Charles Hamilton, actually. Mm, okay. So yeah, all right. So of the things that have come out this year so far, what jumps out of your head if you had to say three? You know, I tried to answer this the other day and I couldn't really come up with anything. Um, I, I'm really drawing a blank on what happened this year. Especially since March feels like it was six years ago. Like March, what? Man, and then try thinking about January. What is that with genius in these capture codes? I'm not clicking an image containing a boat. What happened? They got these capture codes that keep popping up. You have to make sure you have to make sure you're oh, a user. <laughs> right. I guess this hacking thing is out of control right now. Everybody's uh, acting up. Oh lord. But um Yeah, I don't re I don't really remember what's come out this year. Like I'm really gonna have to go through and look at like what we've put on credit checks um and see what I enjoy. Cause I you know, I, I completely forget January to March. Only thing I remember about that time period is my birthday. And I really don't even remember. Well, I mean, I remember like my birthday trip and then that's it. I don't remember shit else. What do you guys, what do you guys in uh in IG think? What what name some good albums from from this year uh, so far. From this year, 2020 so far. What albums have really stuck out to y'all? Um and also if you're in the I Standard Creative fam, drop an album in the studio chat and let us know what albums have stood out to you so far in 2020 there's a thread please find it if you can if not just like you know at me or at says so we can find what you're talking about um yeah i don't like for me i feel like i know for a fact that i'm forgetting some shit that came out that i was really excited about or really impressed with or whatever um you know definitely j elect uh definitely chilumbo um, oh okay i feel like this stuff not like eminem's album I Meg like came out was, this year, right? I feel like Eminem's album was a thousand years ago. V, I feel like Kate Trinata, didn't we listen to the Kate Trinata album while we were in Miami? Yeah, or was that the other? Okay. So he came out with Filmagra, then, then he came out with a deluxe. Oh, okay. Lil Wayne came out with an album this year. How about that? How about that? I forgot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, what was the one that I just said? Jesus Christ. It was somebody I just said. Yeah, there's a lot like Jesse Jesse Reyes. Holy, okay. I, so I'm shame on me for forgetting Jesse Reyes. There's a lot of shit. That was definitely one of my favorite albums of this year. Oh my god, um, Colores by Jay Balvin came out that's this right, year. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. See, uh, a boogie with the hoodie. Artist 2.0 came out. Yeah, we uh, okay. It's, yeah, it's been some stuff. There's some. There's some. Paula dropped an album. I gotta go back and do some. Yeah, we got to go back through. So look, so we're going to get together um, with our trusted uh, uh, right squad. And we're going to invite some of the other homies. So again, if you're part of the creator fam um, and you're interested in joining there. us in those conversations, um, we'll be doing that next week. 
And then hopefully after we do that, we're going to go back to uh, our regular, regular schedule of like reviewing shit every week. Yeah, Kalani to too. Okay. Okay. Some stuff. Happened. This year is just weird, man. This year is so you weird. Said but we also had, yeah, Meg, Meg dropped uh, Sugar, uh, Uzi dropped Eternal Take, and Bad Bunny. And, and, um, and the other one, yeah. Love versus the World. Uh, Charles Gambino, 315.20. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. been some stuff. Dua Lipa with Future Nostalgia, which somebody mentioned. Uh, that Jordan Lucas, <laughs> JD, <laughs> party next door. Drop party mobile. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been a Bro, lot this year, you guys. We might have year, to do. We might have to do twenty. We might have to do two parts. This year is money. This year is so weird. Somebody, Thundercat. somebody Thundercat said, though. somebody when they were talking about the DMX versus. Um, versus Snoop Dogg uh, versus somebody said, did you feel the same way about uh, Primo versus RZA? And the person answered, that was three years ago, my nigga, come on. <laughs> three years ago. Three, it really feels like three that. Different, three different sound systems ago. Was, like, yeah. come on, dog. <laughs> we in a whole new vibe, man. We don't have pianos. We thought and... we were going to be outside. Right. No, it's, it's a whole different thing. Anyway, you guys, uh, we thank you for joining us on today's episode, December 28, you guys. This is 28, man. 28. Seven months we've been doing this, and y'all been rocking with us, and we appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Uh, the topic. Block- I can't believe y'all like this shit. <laughs> I can't believe you and I stuck to this shit for, for seven fucking months. Kudos uh-huh. to us. Man. Because it's been a couple times where this shit almost didn't happen, you guys, and we ain't skipped a beat. We had to- did we skip one week? I don't even think we, skip, no, we, we skipped one week. No, no, we had one. We had one taping where we completely m- messed up the whole taping and had to do it again. The next and we day. figured it out. Y'all had no clue. Um, but yes, the chopping block is the audio iteration of two most popular sections on iStandardProducers.com. That is the chopping block where we uh, we go track by track and review albums as well as the credit check, the most comprehensive listing of uh, album credits you will find on these Instawebs. We are really doing everything that we can to bring uh, iStandardProducers.com back. We had a really, really, really amazing December and then the fucking world just like crumbled on top of itself in late February. We had a lot of things that we had planned on doing that we haven't gotten to yet, but we are coming. Uh, that being said, he is at Scissor215 on all social media platforms. Live from platform nine and three quarters. And What's she that? Is, uh, you don't you know have to. Pla- huh? you, don't know, you don't know what platform nine and three quarters is? No, I'm an, I'm an immigrant. It's where Harry Potter takes the train to Hogwarts. Oh, I'm a nerd, but not that much of a nerd. Sorry. And this person is Ty. <laughs> she she is at Saint Boogie on everything, everything, and I mean everything. So go like your her. Girl, page your girl Boogie on on Facebook. Oh, your girl Boogie. Your girl Boogie on Facebook. Uh oh, uh oh, fancy. I mean, you know. You know, hashtag Puerto Princess. Anyway, you guys, and the show is at the Chop Block on all platforms except for Instagram, where we are at Chop Block Pod. It's at the Chop Block Pod on everything else, at Chop Block Pod on uh, Instagram. And the platform is at iStandard. Wash your hands, cover your faces, huggling your loved ones. And now they think COVID is sexually transmitted. So wrap it up, I think we out. <laughs> Peace.